0: Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician and composer. Each season of Dissect dives deep into a single album, forensically dissecting the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. Our newest season is covering Tyler the Creator's Igor, a beautifully honest album in which Tyler explores love, communication, masculinity, and truth. Listen to Dissect today only on Spotify, because great art deserves more than a swipe. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman, and I am delighted to be joined today by Susie Evans. Hi, Susie. Ooh, hey! Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I feel like that you don't feel this way, so don't <laughs> you know? Don't worry. But okay. I I feel like I'm like seeing a friend who I haven't seen in months, and I'm like excited to catch up with because like when you're on the show, you're yeah. like part of like my my week, you know? And also because I cover the show. Um, like think about it a lot too. So it's like Susie was in my life for a few months, and then and then she disappeared. So Susie, great to see you. How are you? Oh, good to see you, old friend. Oh my god, thank you. So happy to be here. <laughs> I'm adjusting my seat. Don't be freaked out.
2: No worries. I'm. I'm... <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> uh, Susie, where are you right now?
2: I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm at Sierra Jackson's house. She was on Clayton season with me, and um, she's actually making the bed right now.
0: Nice. <laughs> Um, this is a very pro Sierra podcast. Uh, yes, we, we love to hear it. Yeah, me and my um, my co-host part of the time, most of the time, Callie. First of all, Sierra has the most incredible skin we've ever seen.
2: Oh my gosh, get this. She just did a whole, like it took us almost 30 minutes, but wow. we did a whole morning skin hair routine. As you can see, I'm a puffy, I'm a puffy girl. Like I, I can't up- see it,
0: Susie. I think you look good. Thank
2: you. I appreciate that. But like Sierra keeps it real and she's like, We need you need help. And so <laughs> just, like I'm not kidding. It took us like I mean, in reality, it took us probably 15, 20 minutes, but she was like putting serums on my hand. I was dabbing, like there were probably 10 steps to it. And then we'd have to like let it dry in between. And I was like, Well, no wonder you look this wonderful. Um, I mean, plus she's just stunning. So yeah, beautiful. But beautiful. Hopefully woman. by the time I leave, I'll be better.
0: By the way, if Sierra would like to join, I welcome her. I don't I don't know welcome how you feel, to- but if she wants to jump to- on yeah, we would love to have
2: her. Like, feel free. Come on over. Yeah. She's
0: Why not? Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm Juliet. How's it going? Hi, Juliet. It's going absolutely wonderful. I'm over here making the bed, doing my I'm wifely here. duties. She <laughs> nice. got me coffee
2: this morning. I was like, <laughs> wow. Oh
0: so, Sierra is not only a seemingly wonderful person, but also a great host. Wow. Thank
2: you so much, Julia. I try. Yes. And she keeps plays place, too. She's like, put your stuff over here. <laughs> oh, my shoes are on. So- oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good.
0: Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, no shoes on in that house? Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Noted. If I ever come over? I just want to say, Sierra, it seems like you're doing great, so you don't really need this, but I just want to say we were really disappointed with... Everything went down in paradise, not on your behalf, but thought that you were incredibly classy and deserve a lot more. So I hope you find happiness and, um, I hope you thrive.
2: Thank you so much. That means a lot. I definitely got, I got me a man's now. Nice. I'm very, I'm very, very happy and very lucky. And so I think that karma is real. Everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you have to go through the troughs to get to the gold, the gold. Yeah. Very great. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs)
0: Standing invite to come back to the to the pod if if you're done making the bed whatever you want Sierra
2: I'm going to be cleaning and working I'll I'll chime in though yeah I can chime in in.
0: okay great um well this is honestly really fun um so Susie like I was one of the things I always ask like who are you close with in the house but clearly it's Sierra yeah um, among others what's like what what is that camaraderie like because Mm -hmm. I feel like with uh, Clayton season in particular, it felt very, like, it was clear there were some friend groups, but I think we, and and some good friendships, we didn't really get to see it, because it was so much more about how Clayton was sort of, like, dividing the women, which is inherent to the show, but obviously just, like, the way that he handled himself at the end was very, um, uh, I can't think of the word, because I haven't had enough coffee. Divisive? (laughs) Um, complicated, complicated anyway. Stuff. So what's that camaraderie like? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're with the women way more than you are with Clayton or you are while you're off on the show. Oh, I felt way
2: closer to the girls than I did with Clayton, even by the end. Like, um, I think that from the get-go there was so much camaraderie amongst the girls. And even if there might've seemed to be devices, divisiveness in the house, there really wasn't that much. Like, of course, like the, the screen time like played into any divisiveness that there was, but like, ultimately, like there weren't, uh, there wasn't like a ton of drama amongst the women. Of course there was like the story arc of like Shanae in the house and that was like played up a lot, but like for the most part we had, I mean, I can think of several times that we had just so many intimate, like beautiful moments as women, um, behind the scenes, like even girls that I wasn't like particularly close with. Um, and a lot of that, I feel like I was closer to the girls that were my age. So like Gabby, Mm. Marlena, um, Sierra's a little bit younger than us, but, um, we, the three of us and, and Hunter, like at one point was really close to like, in that group, like we were very, uh, very, very close. And then I feel like there was kind of like a younger dynamic and maybe that was even just because of like their style and I don't know maybe the age I feel like there's kind of like the younger groups and then like the older group but, but sure all of us were close like or I would say we're, all of us were friends um so the camaraderie was great um it made for a really fun experience like my experience was wonderful up until it wasn't um <laughs> so I always say that I'm like it was I kept saying every single day I would like cry daily not like Oh, like overly, but I, every day I would get emotional. Cause I was like, how am I so lucky to be here? Like everybody Aww. amazing. Like the ex- experiences are once in a lifetime. And yeah, there's like a ton of crazy stuff that happens and you're exhausted and it's emotional. But like at the end of the day, I was like, I'm literally traveling the world with like a group of girls, just like living our best lives. So
0: do you get to like sightsee at all while you're not filming? Not really.
2: Um, I think they do that because they don't want tons of spoilers to get leaked, but, um, they do like when we were in Hvar, they like took us out for like a walk at one point in Croatia. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, was it warm? Hvar, it actually, I remember it being chilly when it was cloudy and then, but like technically it was kind of warm out, you know, kind of like California. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you You need a jacket.
0: It's a real bummer to not be at H- in Havar in the summer. I would say with free free rain to just like jump in the water. It's like definitely oh, high yeah. on my list of places to go to.
2: Oh, Gabby and I did jump in the water, and oh. yes, we all didn't make it, but it didn't make the air. But it was that was my favorite moment of the entire season, like because we didn't we weren't going to do it because it was kind of scary. It was like in the ocean or the sea, I guess. Yeah, and um, but the water was crystal clear, and there were these boys playing water polo like around the area that we were at and, and we were like no we're not gonna do, it. we're not gonna do it and then somebody from the crew was like you will never get the chance to like jump in the mediterranean sea or whatever the sea is i think it's a different sea but it's,
0: it's i think enough. it might be the adriatic i'll look on the map yeah. while we're talking you know,
2: it is definitely adriatic when you said that but <laughs> they're like you'll never get a chance to do it again so just do it jumped in and it was like it was a magical moment for sure
0: that's awesome so are you close with gabby
2: We were very close on the show, but I think, you know, life just takes you separate ways. um, Yeah. And so we don't, we don't really keep in touch as much, but I love her and we had so much fun and she's like a big part of my happy memories on the show.
0: Interesting. So Mm -hmm. what's it, what's it like um, navigating how, you know, navigating feeling really close to Gabby when she's also, you know, with you in Iceland and you're trying to figure out like how you feel.
1: Oh
2: yeah. So, well, it's tough because you don't get to spend a ton of time with the girls, um in at that point, you know, you're brought together to have conversations or whatever. But um, I think for me, I felt like I felt just completely I felt separate from my relationship with her than my relationship with the bachelor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? like and everybody, like it it's like my relation that's how you have to separate it because, um, at least to say sane for me because it's like I didn't want to say anything to. Clayton about the other relationships that was going to affect how he moved forward in the process that was going to affect their experience. Um, but at the same time, like I have to say, true to myself. So, um, I, Gabby was really, really great to have there, to be honest. Like she helped me in a lot of ways at, through like some of the toughest moments when we were out there. Um, and I just like trusted her through and through. I was like, I just trust that she's a good person and that she's going to, um, you know, respect and have my back. And, um, I think she did. So I'm glad
0: that's yeah. yeah. She seems like a, like a good friend to have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it seems like she values friendship. I don't know if she is a good friend, but it seems like she values <laughs> it at least. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, it's is like, have you spoken since she's been on the bachelorette?
2: Um, we've had a couple of text conversations, but that's about it. She's that girl. Is, there, is it awkward at all? Um, not for me uh that I know. Like I don't feel like it's awkward, but we also haven't really talked on the phone at all. So um I think she's just like on the go, rolling. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So who else do you still hang with in addition to Sierra?
2: Um, I was just in LA with Marlena. Um, and then we I'm trying to think of who else we saw really when we were out there from the show. That, I think it was just Marlena and Sierra. Sierra was anybody else with us? I'm I'm trying to remember. Oh, we saw Sam at at that party. Um, what about Rachel? No, we have. I haven't seen Rachel. Um, she. I think she lives in LA, but she didn't go to any of the events that we were at. At least while we were there. What were um, you out there for? We went out there for this big. It was like a reality TV party. Ooh. Um, yeah, I oh. don't know how to say the name anymore. But I
0: think Johnny uh, Bananas went to that. Did you meet Johnny Bananas?
2: Maybe, but I bet it's a challenge. Okay, I might have met him. I definitely met some people <laughs> that I didn't know their names because I was like, or I didn't see what they were like from, or, you know, you like, meet them and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, you're from. Yeah.
0: Um, What's it like being grouped into this reality TV world? Like Bachelor side, and I will say actually one thing that, We've noticed The Ringer because we cover a lot of we cover like all pop culture and sports. Um, The Bachelors are really discreet audience like people who watch The Bachelor don't necessarily also watch Bravo, don't necessarily watch The Challenge like there's there's more overlap in other pockets of the reality TV universe. So what's it like being thrust into like the public eye and also like very specifically part of like reality TV people?
2: Oh well, this was like my first taste of it, really, because I pretty much like left the show, went back to Virginia, and stayed in Virginia the past year. So it was it was really fun. I mean, I think that you kind of have a shared experience with people; you have like common ground off the bat, just because like you were you were exposed to like an audience, or you had a unique experience, and um, you kind of like have yeah this commonality off the bat. But I had so much fun. I mean, meeting all those people at this party, it was like it was very. it was very exciting and very fun. And like everyone, and I think that to an extent, like if you go on reality TV, there's probably an element of like, like-mindedness where you're like, yeah. you have an open mind to certain things or you're maybe even a creative or you've got like ambitions outside of just being on reality TV. So, um, it's been fun, but this was really my first taste of it.
0: Do you want to do more? Like, are you like, I, I want to be famous?
2: Oh, do, like, do I want to go back on reality TV or something?
0: Uh, I don't know like do you uh, you know there's like this concept of like bachelor nation which started as a joke and now is like kind of real um (laughs) like do you do you want to be like a recurring active part of that like going to like you know the revolve parties Mm -hmm. and going to jingle ball and sort of like on the circuit
2: I mean honestly I would be open to it but I think more than anything um like when I was out in LA this past week, I met so many cool people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like ultimately my goal in life is like, I want to have a production company. I want to make documentaries. I want to meet interesting people, share stories of adversity. Like that is my goal. And I'm going to utilize just about anything that I get from any of this to do all of that. Like yeah, people I'm meeting, like even at the revolve event, like I first walked in and I was there about the same way, but I was like, Oh, this is kind of weird. Like, like everyone was kind of like in their own little pockets and stuff like that. And I, like, there was a Ferris wheel and, um, it was like, you, no solo riders, but we were a group of five And I was like, well, I'm going to go find somebody. I went up to like three groups of people and like nobody would come with me on the ride. (laughs) And so finally I met this girl and I was like, I was like, no pressure, but like I want to go on the Ferris wheel. My friends are going, will you come with me? And um, this one girl was like so sweet and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And like, we like filmed it. We had so much fun. It was like such a nice like moment for us. And then I felt like at that moment, like the energy shifted and we just started attracting like all these really nice girls that were like coming over to our group. (laughs) We met like all these cool, 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 just like amazing people. We met Christy and I always forget her last name, but she was um the sports illustrated model who had alopecia. She was like the first bald sports oh. illustrated model. And then cool. she like came to a workout class with us in the morning. So I mean, I 100% am open minded to the idea of like networking, meeting people who are ambitious, people who like want to change the world, who want to do something good with whatever it is that they've been given. Um, and if that means like networking at cool events and stuff like that, like I'm all about it. Um, like I feel like I can make fun out of anything. So like it doesn't matter what the event is. I'm like, I'm going to meet the good people <laughs> and I'm going to take them with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you're talking about Christy Valdessari, who. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Which that's really cool. Who was the woman who went on the Ferris wheel with you?
2: Her name was Ashley. Um, I don't remember her last name either. We're friends on ID. Um, but I have her <laughs> tagged on my Instagram. I have her tagged on me. We'll, Ball we'll
0: thing find it. Instagram.
2: Yes, yes, yes. She was um, beautiful. Actually, I could probably pull it up too if you if you want her. All asking.
0: good. You know, I, I I can multitask. No prob. Okay. Um, what kind of documentaries do you want to make? Um,
2: I would love to do... Uh, I would love to do anything just like storytelling, stories of adversity. Um, I used to kind of do like, just like passion projects where or just like, in, like literally interview people for kind of like the experience of like gaining film, uh, filmmaking experience, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, 10, 15 minute long pieces. Like I did a little spotlight on my little sister who was in foster care for seven years before my parents adopted her. And, um, she's just like one of the most, uh, what would be the word Somebody that's like overcome something. She's she's just so um, resilient. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. She's very resilient. Thanks, Uh, Sierra. Yeah, thank you for the for the help there. (laughs) Um, She's very resilient and like somebody like her. I mean, she's she's a nurse. She lives a normal life and um, she's just this wonderful human being. But I'm like, I think that her story is so interesting and. I like, I want to tell her story and I want to give her the chance to like narrate it and see it back and like let other people get insight to it. Um, and this was like a couple of years ago they did that for her, but yeah, I think just any story of adversity where, um, especially like women, I think there's like, there's so many amazing women out there that are doing really cool things. Um, and it just, it's just like a matter of like meeting them. And when you meet them, like, I always think, um, like, I want to tell, I want to tell your story. Um, I haven't asked Sierra yet, but I'm like, I want to, do like a little video with her before we leave and um get her on my blog just because i think she's such a strong like powerful woman and she has helped like so many of us so um <laughs> she's over here making faces at me so <laughs> yeah i think there's just so many amazing people that you meet and it's like i want if i have any kind of platform like i want to use that platform to highlight other amazing women that are doing cool things
0: very cool um you know what, like, so what are you doing now? Like, I know that you are a videographer and like, what's yeah. your, what's your source of income right now?
2: So right now I have my videography business, um, Susie Evans media, and I am doing my, I, I was booked for my last wedding, but then I picked up one more because I can't stop working because it's just who <laughs> I am. So I'm doing a new year's wedding in Pittsburgh. Fun. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I've never done a new year's wedding before. Um,
0: i went to a New I'm, Year's wedding. It's awesome because you have plans and you don't have to stress about it. And you're just like, I'm set.
2: Loki, I did not have plans for New Year's. And I was like, <laughs> do I give up my New Year's? And I was like, what am I going to do on New Year's? So I took the wedding. I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I still have my videography business. Um, right now I have like 10 travel slash destination weddings booked next year. And that's wow. all I have, which is a little scary. Um, cause this year I did 22 weddings, um, wow. 23 after, uh, this next one. But, um, yeah, I think that I just, I knew that there was a possibility of moving with Clayton and I, and, um, I I didn't want to book too many weddings in Virginia. I just have one right now in Virginia that I kind of, I booked way before. So like obviously uh, stand by that and I've committed to that and I'll fly back for it, but I just have like 10 travel weddings and then I'm kind of hoping to break into the Palm Springs, uh, Mm. California wedding destination scene. I hear it's like a really big wedding area. So that's the plan right now. Yeah. But I don't, I have one contact there. She's a photographer Um and so that's kind of the plan is like I'll try to break into that scene um and maybe get another ten for next year
0: hopefully how fascinating are you moving to LA I
2: am yeah I was back and forth about debate I was debating it debating it debating it and then I was there this last week and I was like okay I met so many good people like literally so many amazing women and I just did not stop having amazing conversations like networking and I was like this is definitely going to be a good move for me. Even if yeah. it's temporary. I'm, I'm doing two temporary uh, months like at a furnished place and then cool. like I'll go from there, you know?
0: I think if you want to be a filmmaker, it definitely makes sense. I mean, you got it. It's like, you know, yeah. going and to the Manhattan, cool. going to the mountain. Yeah. Um the Palm, Spri- the Palm Springs thing is really funny. I feel like you just probably need to like hang out at a couple of the hotels and like talk to people and be like, oh, you're looking to have your wedding here? Well, I'm a videographer. So I'd I'd love to do that. <laughs>
2: It's actually so smart. Yeah, I need to go like give my business cards to the um investor at some hotels or something. Just like make a little make a little trip and do some rounds there.
0: Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like I'm curious what it was like for you to watch the show when you are making your own um, you know, like your own, you're telling your own stories focused on love and marriage. Like so. What was it like for you as, like, an aspiring filmmaker and a current uh, videographer? Well, I, you know, I, I don't mean yeah. to denigrate you in any way. Oh, no, no, no. no but, like, <laughs> um, but, like, what's it like watching the show when you are doing work that's similar and you aspire to be doing unscripted work as well? Like, mm-hmm. when you watched it, did you get ideas? Like, what was that experience like?
1: That's
2: a great question. i not gotten that one. Um... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Talk about my passions. Um, it was it was really interesting watching back. I I think that there were times when it felt like the weight of the world, especially because I knew what happened as things like progressed. I knew how it was gonna end. Um, and I was also like figuring out if I wanted to actually be in a relationship with Clayton. Like we weren't officially together after the show. So, um, or we weren't together after the show. So um it was really, really. Uh, emotional at times, but um, I would actually do little watch parties with friends. And sometimes I would be so annoyed because I'm like, Oh my God, I can't hear anything that's happening. <laughs> but honestly, it was for the best. Like looking back, like I haven't rewatched a single episode because I am, I get the ick. I am like, I can't go back and watch this literally makes me crawl out of my skin. Um, just like the whole thing. So it was better that I was like watching it in a distracted, State of mind. Um, but as a filmmaker and like as a videographer, it was interesting to see how like I was there for events that occurred, and then I'm like, oh, this is how it played back. <laughs> that's that's <interesting laughs> that, like that's the this is the narrative. So um, which is like all the narratives have some element of truth for sure. But it's just like, you know, there's your perspective, their perspective, and the truth. So like I think that was interesting to see how it was like played out in a um a reality TV scenario, but um, I think like being a video, a wedding videographer, like it's, it has given me some ideas where I think I could like change my style a little bit mm. to be more, even more like documentary style, which I would love to do. I'm just nervous to do my first wedding like that. Like I'd have to do it for free because it'd be like a whole new style where I'd be like, Oh, let me just do this for free. And like, if it turns out horrible, so sorry, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> um, at least you're not paying for it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Think that it, it's definitely giving me some ideas of how, like, I could do more unscripted stuff and incorporate it into my style of wedding videography.
0: Yeah. How did you get into that, by the way?
2: Um, I was a film major in college and um, I always wanted to do documentaries. I used to want to be an underwater documentary filmmaker. So like I wanted to be like somebody in like scuba gear with like a camera. Oh my God, um, Susie.
0: I have so much to say about that. Have you watched James Cameron's Secret of the Whales on National Geographic? No,
2: but I'm scared. Oh my,
0: no, you just watch it. <laughs> Okay, it's yeah. good. It's okay, awesome.
2: Good. Okay, good. I thought you were gonna say like something scary because like that's no. ultimately what has prevented me is that like I love the ocean, but I realize that like when I go into the depths, I get some bad anxiety, so I shouldn't be holding a camera.
0: <laughs> uh, I also love the ocean, and I'm obsessed with like ocean documentaries. I also highly recommend uh, Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth, also on National okay. Geographic. I, I basically talk about this on every podcast now, but I love all the celebrity vehicles on National yeah, Geographic. So but they're legitimately good. and the ones about like documentaries about whales I just find to be like so soothing. so it's like it's like putting out it's like like a like a um a weighted blanket or like Xanax I'm like this is just oh, so great that.
2: <laughs> that's amazing that's the best descriptor of like a whale documentary. so <laughs> Count yeah. Me in, I'm gonna need you to like text those over to me so I can yeah. watch, or, uh, watch them next, but no problem, yeah. No problem. But yeah, that's how I got into it. I just I studied film, I wanted to do something completely different, and then um, I didn't, I was a production assistant after college/slash waitress
0: because that's what you become when you're a film major. You don't um, need to, there's, there's nothing to whisper about that. I mean, you, you gotta work, right? Yeah. I, I support it. I was waitressing last year, even
2: like when I first um. I so I quit in 2020 my corporate job and then I started my video business and then no weddings happened in 2020 because right. of the uh, novel coronavirus if you've heard of it um, and then I went back to corporate and then re-quit in 2021 so I, I had been doing weddings for like really cheap um, and I just I just kind of picked it up I had a friend that did wedding photography and she was like I need a videographer so. Um, yeah, it was like a stressful time in my life because I was very poor, but, um, you know, the starving artists, like, you know, I did it Mm. and then,
0: I guess, but it's another reason to move to LA. I think you'll find many people doing the same thing. There's literally, it's like, it's a, it's a way of life. I mean, also, it's also kind of like, I think having flexibility when you want to do something creative is also really great. So like, I don't know, I I support it.
2: I know. Sierra actually asked me if I want a position at her job and I was like, maybe, but then I was like, how flexible is it? Because. Like, if I need to go to, I don't know, Thailand on a Tuesday, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't don't blame you. A lot of deep sea to check out there. Yeah. Um, I haven't asked about Clayton. I honestly don't care that much about Clayton, to be be frank. But I do have some questions about, like, the relationship. And I'm sort of curious, like, what's it like dating someone who is very publicly being scrutinized and more over criticized? Like, as the partner, like, what's that like?
2: Yeah. It's a, it's emotionally taxing for sure. Um, the truth of the matter is that Clayton is like a wonderful person. He has a genuine heart. He has a a good soul and I can vouch for his character and I would not vouch for his character if I thought otherwise, like Mm -hmm. he is genuinely a good soul, a good person. Um, but I understand why there was so much criticism against him, uh, the way everything happened and, and Um, like, I I mean, it was, it was complex for me to be there. You know, it was like, this, it was hard to stand by. Um, but it was a choice that I made to stand by him and, um, and definitely like tested my abilities to like stand by somebody. And at the end of the day, I knew where his heart was and he knew it was in a genuine place. Um, so that's ultimately like how I was able to do so.
0: Why did you guys break up? I I, I genuinely, like, I really enjoyed his season, but then I sort of, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I I was really interested to talk to you and, like, curious about what this whole experience has been like. Mm -hmm. But I also was sort of... It's funny, like, this just might be because I'm getting older. I was like, okay, well, good luck to them. I was just sort of... So I I don't even know why you guys broke up. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, I think that off the bat, like, we weren't entirely compatible. And when I was in Iceland, I just, like, didn't... I just felt like I didn't even... Know him enough in general to want to commit to move forward. And I also know, like, if you are like literally in love with other people, I can't start a healthy relationship like this. Like, this is no way for me to move forward in a a healthy environment. And people can say all they want, like, oh, you know what you signed up for, like, you know what you're doing. But like, okay, that's fine. Um, I don't have to bring this home with me if I don't want to. (laughs) Like, this is my actual life. So, like, y'all can say whatever you want about. People knowing what they signed up for, like ultimately at the end of the day, this is like a social experiment. This is my real life. And I'm not gonna pretend to be okay with anything ever that I have to, you know, bring home to my my real life. Like, yeah. You know, so um I think we in general, personally, I don't think that like the bachelor or the bachelorette gives you enough time with yeah. each other. And so of course not. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I just think that like there's a chance that it might work out, um, in the real world. And that would be like by the the grace of God, you know what I mean? Like that's the very small percentage of people that happen to have like real compatibility and they just happen to work out as the show ends and you go home and you like integrate back into the real world. Um, so I think that there was an element of like, you know, not real compatibility at the beginning, but we went through something so incredibly challenging together that I think it kind of, um, yeah, it did. It probably did. And I hate to use the word like trauma bond, but like, I'm like, I don't want to say that, but like we probably went through something that was like very traumatic. We supported each other through it. Um, at the end of the day, we love each other on like a human friendship level. And then of course we had like chemistry and, um, you know, actual like relationship love as well. So, um, it was like, it was very tough. It was a tough relationship to be in because there was so much like emotional trauma from the experience. Um, and I think that the reason why we broke up, I just think it came down to compatibility. Like I wanted different things in a partner and I think he wanted different things in a partner.
0: Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee Would you ever go on a social experiment to find a partner again? Would I go on a social...
2: That's a great question. Um, I don't... I certainly don't feel called to at this point. Like people keep asking, oh, would you do Paradise next year? And it really does. Like I joke, but it really does sound like my nightmare. Like I do not want to be in a swimsuit on camera. Like that does not sound um, like a place in which I'm going to thrive emotionally. Even that, um, like that element of it. And then it's like you throw in people that you like know casually and like all these really good looking people. And you know, that there is going to be a plot twist at some point. Like it's not going to be it's not just going to be like, Oh, here, go have fun. It's like, there's a plot twist. There's emotion or emotional turmoil. Like it's going to be brutal probably. So it's not like appealing to me at this point. Um, And even Clayton and I talked about it and I'm like, Am I seeing you on my TV next year?
0: <laughs> but I, don't believe, um, you know,
2: I hope not. Hopefully, I'm in a relationship by then.
0: Uh, I hope that for you too, Thank Susie. You. you brought up something just now that I think is so universal and seemingly so obvious and very little discussed, which is <laughs> the discomfort of constantly being in a bathing suit on camera, um, I know. and what that was like. Because I'm going to be honest, like some of the moments from from Clayton's season and your your time on the show that stands out the most for me. Was you guys in like you know in swimsuits in Iceland and yeah. um I think like w- that one of the conversations that's sort of like around the Bachelor but not in or on the Bachelor is like about like body diversity and just sort of like in general how men and women's bodies are like treated and and viewed um yeah. through on this show and I think like and there is a fair amount of conversation about like mental health after being on the show but I actually think um. I'm really grateful you brought that up because I think that's just like so not discussed. And like, what was what was that like, having cameras when you're in a bathing suit and then also like having to see yourself on TV in a bathing suit?
2: Oh, yeah. It wasn't, um, wasn't like my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> like, I know like the first uh, season or the first episode, I was in a swimsuit, but it was a one piece and I felt way more comfortable. Um, the second time I was in a swimsuit on camera was like uh, in Iceland and I think in general for me like that's just I think that I was self-conscious that entire day just because I knew I was in a swimsuit if that makes sense like I was like this is like not that I'm afraid of anybody like seeing me but I'm just not that comfortable in general like if I'm at a pool like I'm probably gonna have a cover-up on personally Mm -hmm. um but that's like more of just like I just get uncomfortable. Like that's who sure. I am. I think um, that's.
0: I think that's really common. I think what's funny, and I, I, maybe I'm like projecting, but like I just think that um, that's like so normal and like so common. And it's yeah. it's funny how like reality TV and I watch a lot of it, not just The Bachelor. Like it's such a distorted view, I think, of how people feel about like just you know being seen in different like yeah. outfits and stuff. I don't know. Was that something that occurred to you before you went on that like maybe that would be a point of discomfort?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um I think that like I've definitely struggled with my body image.
0: Um you don't have to talk about it then if you don't want to continue. Uh,
2: oh my gosh, no, I, I appreciate you saying that, but no, I'm I'm fine to talk about. It. I actually think it's good to talk about it because I mean, even watching that scene back in Iceland, I noticed my posture was so poor because I was like so, I mean, and, and it's nothing against the show. Like, it's like, what an incredible day, like how fun. And if you're yeah. with your partner and you're in Iceland, like hopefully you feel confident and you like enjoy that. And it's supposed to simulate like a real life experience, which would be a real life experience if you're in Iceland, like you're going to go to um, one of these spas or whatever. Um, but for me, like, yeah, that's like, one of the things I couldn't get out of my head about there being cameras around. So like, even like kissing on camera, it was so weird. Like all of it was like, I
0: can't different. even imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I, I literally was so uncomfortable about just most everything, but, um, But yeah, that was something I definitely thought about. And I, and even like the thumbnails from that episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want this, like, I don't want to see this because my posture was so bad because when you feel uncomfortable, you try to like shrink yourself, you know, that makes it even worse. And I remember watching it back and been like, oh, I should have just been like so confident. Like I should have my shoulders back, but like, that's just not my reality. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's good. I think it's good to talk about it though, because it is like, I think that Um, and I think it's wonderful that like there's people that are confident and feel great doing it. And I I think everyone should, but, uh, it's just not that natural, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, um, you know, I think you looked beautiful and looked great throughout the show, which I think also is kind of irrelevant. Like if you didn't feel that way, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, but I I will say, I do think your discomfort with the experience came through and I don't think it's just, I don't think it's because of your posture, but Mm -hmm. it was sort of like clear, that you were thinking a lot, that you were like processing things and like gauging your own comfort. And I think that like, that actually, it's like, it's really compelling television and probably very hard to live through. And so I can't even imagine what that's like. What was it like for your family to watch you when, because I, you know, I just think that very often people just, they just take the leap and I don't not like, and, and no, it's not like a good or bad thing to do it or not do it. But like, The show encourages it, right? And like you, we definitely saw that with Gabby when she was bachelorette. I think Rachel was really hoping for it when she was bachelorette. And with you, it was clear there was like, there was hesitation and Mm -hmm. you had holdups. So, what was it like for the people who know you and love you to experience that uh, through TV and not in real time?
2: Yeah. Um, I think it was my parents and my family in general are like the most supportive people. And I think that like when Clayton came home to meet my family, the producers, everybody said, this is the easiest hometown we've ever had.
0: (laughs) Like, Credit to your family.
2: Yeah, they're the most chill people. Like the whole day, the producer's like, oh, are you nervous for him to meet your dad? I'm like, literally no. Like Clayton should be nervous to meet me. Like my parents know that I am like the hardest, not, not in a bad way, but like I hold my partners to a higher standard than like I would say most people do. So like my parents... Are always like we will embrace whoever you choose like obviously if there was like something bad happening my parents would say something but um my parents are like they're not going to judge somebody based on an hour conversation unless there was like major red flags or whatever but like my parents <laughs> are like we trust Susie like um you know, whatever you want to do, we're going to support you and, and we are going to uh, embrace whoever you choose. But like, it was my decision not to get engaged. It was m- like, there was the opportunity to get engaged at what, you know, wherever we wanted to. And I was like, it's a no from me, you know, <laughs> like I am not putting a ring on my finger. And I was very adamant about that throughout uh, like pretty much from the time that I made that decision in Iceland up until the final show, I was not going to put a ring on my finger because I don't want to. Yeah. There, nobody was going to convince me otherwise. So like that to me, it's like, and my parents know, like they're not going to say, they're not going to sit there and try to convince me of anything, either direction, unless there was like, actually a major red flag of like, this person has a character flaw. And obviously with them knowing the behind the scenes and like, all the stuff that like the world doesn't know. They also had like empathy and understanding um, of the situation, but they were very supportive. My brother cried um, on one of the episodes. I want to say, Oh yeah. It was the fantasy suite episode. Um, I was sitting beside him and He just like looked over at me and he had tears in his eyes and like, we're not like a super affectionate family, but he just reached over and like grabbed my hand and he was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I just want you to know, like, I, I really admire you. And my brother actually didn't know that I was with Clayton at the time. They didn't find out until like the week of the finale. So, um, yeah, it was very supportive.
0: Wow. Um, that's really sweet. Uh, have you watched any of the other dating shows? Like have you watched love is blind or the ultimatum or like anything like that?
2: I did in 2020. So like I watched uh Love is Blind the first season. I watched, I wanna say it was called um Love Island. Oh I mean, yeah. Of yeah, course. Love
0: I, Island is very popular, Susie. Yeah.
2: I want to say that one show. Um, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: um, it was just <gasps>
2: 2020 though, it was the year of like yeah. reality TV. So I haven't really watched any since, but I'm I've actually decided I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get into it. I'm sure I will. There'll be a dictating <laughs> step. But like I what just,
0: are you gonna get into?
2: Oh, that's a good question. What should I, what should I watch? What is the one?
0: Um, if you want to have the most fun, I'd say blow deck sailing yacht and blow deck in general. It's just a great oh. show. Okay. That uh, sounds fun. I could see you on blow deck actually. Are like I could see you. Applications? I don't know. Like, do you want to be a yachty? I could see you being like a deck hand. I would so
2: be a deck hand <laughs> or I'll scrub the barnacles off the bottom of the boat. What is that yeah.
0: job? Yeah. That's being a deck hand. You'd be yeah. a deckie.
2: I would, I would do it.
0: I could see you being on below deck. Would you go on another reality show? Even if it's like, would you be a bachelorette and would you go on a reality show?
2: Um, two very different questions. But <laughs> um, I actually joke. I keep joking because people keep asking it and the producers are probably like so annoyed at me. I keep saying, if they want to make me an executive producer, I'll do the bachelorette. But <laughs> I know they will never do that. But I'm like, if I had creative control, if I had control over a season of it, then yeah, I would do it.
0: Um, I, I don't see Mike Fleiss agreeing to and- that.
2: Mike flies. If you're listening, um, we could be besties. like just name me executive producer. Like the show's <laughs> going to be like so elevated. I have so many ideas. It's going to be great. Um, but also I just want that producer credit on, you know, my I- TV. <laughs> no, <I'm> just
0: kidding. <laughs> no, you need it. You, you're, you're
2: trying to make a career here. I, I admire it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> as far as like reality TV goes, like something like below deck, I mean, I, I've seen some previews and like, I might've even seen an episode that actually sounds so fun um, I think just like a show in which my emotional well-being isn't being like exploited for entertainment, which like, who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love that? Like that sounds great. But, um, but yeah, something like Below Deck, that would be so fun. Like I, yeah. I think it'd be fun to do something like that. Um, but
0: are you an athlete at all?
2: Um, I do jujitsu.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe you should go on the challenge. That's also like, seems a little bit more fun. I get the impression you are an extrovert based on this conversation and might like the sort of like the like a group reality show versus like um. an individual competition.
2: Oh, I I actually think that like to an extent that's for sure accurate. I feel like I'm an extrovert. I'm really good at being an extrovert, but I love being an, an introvert. Like I'm such a lone wolf. My dad's always like telling me he's like nobody ever knows but you're such a loner like I just even as a a high schooler like I'm I was always so social but like catch me Friday night in my room on my laptop like on uh chat roulette or doing some crazy stuff as a teenager like just (laughs) doing weird stuff like I think yes I'm an I'm great at being an extrovert and I and I love humans but like I recharge alone for sure
0: I recently told like many people in my life that I I don't like hanging out at night and like I'd be happy to see you um between the hours of like Nine and seven and afterwards probably not. So yeah. I understand. <laughs>
2: Literally, I'm like nine and seven, the average work day when most people are not able to hang out. I'm happy to see you. But then
0: after that, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's just the That's work day. Yeah, the work day you interact with people. So it's it's a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> um, I have one more question for you. Okay. Have you and Hannah Brown ever been in the same room? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny, Susie. Oh my
2: gosh. Well, I'm flattered because I think she's so beautiful. Um, so thank you, but no, we've never been in the same room, so nobody's ever seen us the same, you know at the same time, the same place, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I saw the clips of you yeah. on the vial files on like Instagram, I was like, oh, Hannah was on his show, and then I realized it was you, <laughs>
2: oh my God, I'm so flattered. I will say like i I sometimes i am so caught off guard by it but like sometimes i will see a picture of her and think like when did i get so hot like i'll literally be like <laughs> oh my god i'm like who i'm like who is she who captured this candid of me and then i realize i'm like oh that's like that's hannah brown like i was i was thinking it's funny people call me <laughs> called me the walmart version of hannah brown <laughs> and i was like honestly i'll take it like thank you i'm
0: not i i can't be sure we never said that so um i apologize oh, if we did <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm flattered.
2: I'm flattered. Walmart has everything. You know what I mean? So Great prices. Great. Exactly. I'm Hannah Brown at a great price. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a perfect note to wrap this up. Um, Susie, it was really lovely chatting with you. I wish you the best of luck in your career and finding your, your, um, your niche in Palm Springs. Looking forward to seeing what you do next. Uh, yeah. And thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. And I hope you all have a great weekend.